Blog Talk Radio. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. This is episode 24, and today I'll be previewing the Steelers-Bengals Monday night football matchup. We'll talk about all the practice updates. We'll probably just be getting an update in the next probably 20 minutes on Antonio Brown while he wasn't at practice today. But the rest of the injury report, Ryan Ryan Shazier believes he will play this Monday against the Bengals. So it looks good for that, but hopefully we get all good news on Antonio Brown as he wasn't at practice today. Also in 10 minutes, we'll be joined by former Steeler, former four-time Pro Bowler, more, you know, most formerly known as the Falcons and the Eagles, Michael Vick. He'll be joining us in 10 minutes. Have a little interview with him. It'll be nice to talk to him. And, you know, like we said about the Steelers, uh, they got to be ready this week for the Bengals because – the Bengals, although I don't believe they're going to make the playoffs, I don't believe the Bengals are a playoff team. At the moment, they're still 5-6, and six, and they're still what, one game out of a playoff spot to the sixth seed, and they're about the – I think they're like seven. I think they're behind – or they're eighth. I think they're behind the Bills, I believe. But you got to just look at it this way. They're still ahead of the Chargers, although the Chargers are one of the hottest teams in football right now. But they're going to be – they're playing for something. Whether they're a great team or not, they're still playing for something – and you, you can't play down to a team like that. Usually when the Steelers play the Bengals, they, they've handled them pretty soundly lately. They're 6-3 and three for in the last nine on primetime games against the Bengals. Steelers have had, you know, the upper hand in that, in that affair. Steelers averaging 30.1 points per game on primetime so far this year. Ben Roethlisberger usually thrives on primetime in Cincinnati. Pittsburgh defeated Cincinnati earlier in the season in Week 7, 29-14. So we look for some more, you know, more similar stats there. Hopefully not as many field goals from Boswell. He kicked a ton that game. But hopefully we get similar results, another win, and try to improve to 10-2. and two. So like I said, in just about seven minutes, we'll be joined by former four-time Pro Bowler, now with Fox Sports for uh, Fox NFL Sunday Countdown. We've got Michael Vick joining us. So he, that's a good – it'll be good to talk to him today. Hopefully you guys enjoy that interview. But, you know, he, we'll talk about – his career, we'll talk about him with the Steelers. We'll talk about, I actually want to get talking about Lamar Jackson. I know he is really high on him, reminds him a lot about himself. So we'll definitely get that talk with him. But we'll be right back in just 15 seconds of this short break, and we'll get right back to Steelers football. We are back here with the Steeler Nation podcast. And getting back to the Steelers-Bengals, the Bengals, they've played better as of late. I wouldn't I, – I can't. I don't really know what you get out of the Bengals. Andy Dalton has definitely played a little bit better. The thing is they, they've been – their running game, that's when they've been winning. They've been, you know, giving the – they're feeding Joe Mixon. So that's why they've, they've been winning games of late. And they're playing somewhat better. And in the beginning of the season, they were relying on Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard. 
and they really should have, they had Joe Mixon in the mix too, but at the start of the season, I think he was like their third string running back. In reality, he's probably the best talent they have on the team. We know him and Le'Veon Bell went back and forth for a while. Uh, we actually put it on our Twitter. It was a while ago. We had a story by on our website. It was after that game that we beat Cincinnati 29-14. Joe Mixon said something like, something like he could do way more than Le'Veon Bell if given the opportunity that Le'Veon Bell gets. Obviously, gets a lot of carries each game unless they you know, go to the pass game a lot. But that's <laughs> – I wouldn't really – he can't really be comparing himself to a guy like Bell. One, he's a rookie, and two, Bell has proved so much. He broke records last year in the playoffs, you know, you know, pretty much with the Steelers on his back in the second half of the season last year when they went on that long win streak to finish out the season after starting out four and five. But he can't be putting himself give – him, give him a few more years, and we'll see how he does. If he's doing that well, then we'll see how he does that. Because, I mean, he's averaging, what, like 44 yards a game, I believe. He's averaging on the season per game, 44 to 46, something like that. Bell's averaging just about 90 yards per game, just under that. But he had a few games this year where he didn't get many carries. He's had a few games where he hasn't had a lot of yards. But Bell still played well. He's still doing Bell things. He's getting back to more of the Bell, you know, Le'Veon Bell he's been in the past few years, getting back to the one that we expected all this season to be maybe an MVP candidate. But an MVP candidate who wasn't at practice today was Antonio Brown. And when we get to the MVP candidate, it's usually a quarterback, a running back, but I think Antonio Brown should be definitely in the discussion for MVP candidate right now. The, the news might be coming out where when the injury report comes out, we'll find out what's going on with AB. It's kind of, I don't know, it's weird. Hopefully, you know, him and his family or something, all that stuff is okay. And hope, I don't know if it's injury related, but we'll have to just find out. It might have been tweeted out now, so we'll definitely get that out to you. We'll tweet out the news to you when we can. But hopefully it's good news on Antonio Brown. He, he does, he's not a guy that you really expect to miss a practice, to miss a game. You don't expect that out of a guy like AB, so – Hopefully it's not nothing's going bad on his life right now. So he's a great guy. So we got to get Antonio Brown there, and hopefully he's ready for Monday Night Football matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. So Steelers, you know, past two games have been putting up over 30 points, put 40 on the on the Titans, and they put 31 on the Packers. So there's the numbers are getting there. The offense is playing a lot better, which is a good sign to see because, like we said in the beginning of the year, the defense was playing well. Now the defense not playing. Well, the defense is still playing well. You can't even deny that because we're still, you know, top 10 in defense overall. I think we're fourth in points allowed so far. But just last game, you know, Huntley threw all over him. It'd be nice to see Hayden come back. We actually got news on Joe Hayden that he's going to actually probably start practicing probably before that uh, Patriots game in week 15, so a few more weeks. If we have him back for that game, that'd be huge, especially because that'd be (laughs) – Artie Burns hasn't played amazing, and Cody Sensabaugh hasn't played awful either, but a couple passes here and there. They've let up a lot of long touchdown Steelers throughout this season. Most of it, They've let up a good amount of chunk plays, I'd say, so far this season. But it definitely, with Joe Hayden back, he was, he was allowing less than a yard per catch. You know, I think it was like .8-something per catch. So Hayden was doing well. We weren't playing, you know, a lot of top-notch QBs. But they were still still NFL competition. You still got to play the game. You still got to win the game. And Joe Hayden was doing his job out there. He was definitely having a Pro Bowl type year. I think it is third Pro Bowl, I believe. But we'll have to see when he comes back. Uh, hopefully, he, I know he just got off the of crutches, though, so that's a good sign. And it, from a broken fibula or a fractured fibula, I, I think it's like the same thing. But I'm not no doctor, but <laughs> I believe it's around the same thing. 
But you got to just think about it is that him coming back this fast really could help the Steelers, and we definitely need Joe Hayden out there alongside Artie Burns and Mike Hilton and William Gay. So Steelers' defense is still – obviously didn't play great last week, but it's still there, and that's been good because, like we said, in the season when I was you know, referring to before – is that the defense played really well and the offense has been struggling past two games. Offense has gotten hot. So even though they only won 31 to 28 over Green Bay, people say playing down to their competition, 31 points is 31 points. Green Bay may not have the best defense, but that's the offense we need. When Bell, Brown, and Ben are rolling, that's when the Steelers are rolling and their offense is rolling best. And that's when they play the best. That's, that's playoff football, right? You can get Le'Veon Bell over 100 yards. You can get Brown over 100 yards. You can get Ben over 300 in one game. That should be a win anytime when you get all these guys. Getting Juju Smith-Schuster back this week would be huge. Obviously, he was limited earlier in the week, didn't play last week, but he was a full participant yesterday on Thursday. So it looks like Juju Smith-Schuster will be prepared and play. He was questionable earlier, a full practice participant yesterday. Looks like he will play versus the Cincinnati Bengals. You see people like saying, well, Martavis Bryant played well when Juju wasn't there. When you add a guy like Juju into the mix, you know that there's definitely, you know, if Bryant can can play just a little bit up to his standards and we can get him involved a little bit more, all three of those guys can be dangerous. I don't care what team you are, if you're adding another weapon into your offense, you're definitely going to be a top-notch team in the NFL. So, again, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Michael Vick joining us. When the night call, yeah, I call all my soldiers just to come and brawl, yeah. Soldiers. When the night call, yeah, I call all my soldiers just to come and brawl, yeah. When the night call, we can link up, we can all ball. Molly dancing all, three, two, one, then we taking all. If it came to party, pass champagne, we can drink Bacardi. We are back. On the Steeler Nation podcast, and just in a minute or two, we'll be joined by Michael Vick. So I look forward to talking to him. He should just be coming on the line in just a minute or two. He's given us a good amount of time today to talk to him. Like we said, we'll talk about his Steeler, his short Steeler career. We'll talk about his NFL career. Talk about you know just the NFL overall this season, his experience with Pittsburgh and Tomlin. You'll hear it all here, and you can always find it on SteelerNation.com or on our Twitter at SteelerNation on our Instagram at Steeler Nation comment. Also, on our Facebook page, you can follow us. If you go into Facebook and you search SteelerNation.com in the search bar, you'll find everything you need. Uh, make sure to check out Chicago's Cornhole on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They create you know, a lot of cornhole games or you know, tailgates, everything. We're, they're now sponsored up and partnered up with us. So make sure to check them out. Uh, they got a, a lot of good stuff. They created some Steeler Nation stuff for us, you know, for their cornhole board. So, you definitely got to check them out. Check out 500 Level. Check out all of our sponsors, Total Sports Enterprises, everything you want to check out with all of them. We're happy to be partnered up with all those guys. But, again, uh, we thank everybody. Like I said, for, you know, been listening to this podcast since we started, you know, this summer. It's became, you know, pretty big with the guys we've got on. And, and, I, and I really think that this is going to be a thing. That it's going to keep going. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep building from here. And it's definitely – we're not stopping. We're not stopping anytime soon. And five more weeks left in the regular season. We got the playoffs. We got a lot of time to talk Steeler football until the off season. But 
I mean, you got to think about it. The Steelers are doing their thing this year, so hopefully we can ride it all the way into the Super Bowl. And that, that would make it, let's see how many weeks. So five, six with the wild card. We'd have a bye. Seven with the division eight. We, we could get this ten more weeks. But before anything, before we get into more Steelers stuff, joining me on the line now, we have former NFL star QB, four-time pro bowler, and now with Fox Sports NFL kickoff, it's Michael Vick. What's going on, Mike? How y'all doing? I'm doing great, man. It's nice to have you on the show. I want to, you know, Thank jump you. right into it with you. I want to jump right into it with you, Mike. You know, coming into the NFL, you know, you were one of the most, you know, highly touted players out of college, one of the most exciting players to watch. You know, how would it, you know, transitioning into the NFL, obviously higher speed. You didn't, it didn't literally look like much for you. You were running all over people. But how was that transition? Well, the good thing was that I was fast, you know, and I was able to use my <laughs> mobility to lose guys, so that made it easier. I think the biggest adjustment was in the passing game and learning to understand uh, NFL concepts, NFL defenses. Um, Pre-snap reads was probably the most challenging. Uh, I think I had a great opportunity in college to uh, be able to understand that with the quarterback group that I had and the quarterback coach. So I came in with a with an edge, and, um, you know, I was really prepped, you know, throughout the draft process. Um, to get ready for the NFL. And I think, you know, my rookie year took some time for me to get it going, but I think towards the end I started to get a good feel uh, for the game, and that's why I was able to start it in my second season. Right, and you think about a lot of these guys, a lot of these you know, highly talented guys out of college, sometimes not panning out, not playing to the NFL level. It definitely helps with your legs, and you kind of, you know, change the game at QB, so that definitely was a big plus for you. So it's it, it good yeah. to see guys out here now like us, uh, you see guys, there's, uh, hopefully they do well in uh, the NFL, I really hope. Like guys like Baker Mayfield, yeah. Lamar Jackson, yeah. all those kind of guys. I I know you like a guy like Lamar Jackson. I, I'm thinking about it because the Steelers probably got to draft some QB maybe in the next year or two. Obviously, Ben has talked about retirement. I know you like a guy like Lamar Jackson. You've you know, compared him to yourself a little bit. What do you really love about him the most? I mean, just from the eye test, everybody can you know tell how good he really is. But what personally to you do you believe makes him so good? Well, I think he's elusive uh, more than uh, any quarterback that I think that's pretty much out, out there in college now. And there's some good collegiate quarterbacks, uh, you know, right now as we speak. But uh, Lamar is, is very elusive, um, hard to contain. Um, but, you know, that may change once you, you know, once he converts to the NFL and, you know, the, the hashes are tightened down. Uh, it may change a little bit, but he's still a guy who's a threat on the edge who can, you know, make plays from the pocket and, and uses mobility to it. Uses mobility to enhance the offense. Um, so, you know, I think he he has a lot of upside. Uh, obviously, you know, the work in the passing game will be something that you know every quarterback in the draft uh, in 2018 will have to work on. So, uh, I, I look forward to seeing these guys, man. And I think it's it's going to be exciting for the National Football League with guys like Baker Mayfield, um, you know, and and you know Aaron Donald if he come out. Um, I'm, excuse me, Sam Donald, if he come out and thinking about the, the defensive mm-hmm. tackle. But, you know, the, the, the future is bright. Josh Rosen. Um, so the league is in a very good place in terms of quarterbacking uh, for the next, you know, up 10 years. Right. And with the Steelers now, you know, you, you, you've played with Ben before. You've been with the Steelers. But Ben has talked about the past couple of years that, you know, retirement has been on his mind. We've heard some things from here this, this season. Do you think that the Steelers – should go out maybe this year or maybe the next year, probably the first two rounds to go and try to grab a quarterback? 
Well, I think it all depends on what what Ben decides to do. Uh, it seems like he's he's back and he's having fun. Uh, he looks like the Ben Roethlisberger that we're used to seeing. Uh, you know, the Hall of Famer that I know. And listen, I think you know he's you know earned the right to you know take it year by year and, and base it on uh, you know how he's feeling, family, uh, the things that's most important to him, uh, and and he can still play at a high level with doing that. So. You know, I don't think you jump the gun. I think, um, you know, the, the the backups, you know, are, are guys who can fill in. Um, you know, I think Landry Jones is developing and he wants to play at some point. And, and being behind Ben, he, you know, there's no reason why he, you know, shouldn't be better than what he was two years ago. So, you know, I think quarterbacking-wise, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a good place. Uh, you know, just it, it just it just all depends on what, uh, you know, number seven wants to do. Definitely, and it definitely helps when you got guys like A.B. and Le'Veon. But jumping back into yeah. your career, so the first time you played against Pittsburgh, I believe it, well, you played in Pittsburgh, I believe, was your second season you played in Pittsburgh. You guys yeah. actually trailed early with the Falcons. You trailed early, you came back, and it ended up being a tie. But how was it playing in Pittsburgh for your first time, and how was the atmosphere there? I know it's one of the best. We obviously know it's one of the best you know, franchises in football. How was that? I mean, to, to go out and have the opportunity to play against the legendary Pittsburgh Steelers in my second year, uh, you know, was, was a phenomenal experience. Obviously, the game was tough. They had Plexico Barris on, on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. And, and uh, Kendrell Bell, if I'm saying his name correctly, was on the defensive side of the ball. And Joy Porter, right. it was, a, you know, a lot of hoopla before the game, a lot of talking. <laughs> it was very competitive. It was competitive to the end, and we stayed in it. We fought, and uh, it, it was in those moments where I realized that I could really play in the National Football League uh, for a long time, and I did some pretty good things that day, and uh, my teammates did as well. We was able to, you know, hang in the game, hang around. We didn't lose. It was a tie, and, uh, you know, we gave the fans, you know, some excitement, I will say that. Yeah, definitely. Good thing to hear. Yeah, Def Steelers definitely had those tough guys on the defense for a while now. But when you joined the Philadelphia Eagles when you came back to the NFL, I wanted to know, I know you and Tomlin, you know you know each other pretty well. Did the Pittsburgh ever try contacting you when you try to come back? Uh, when? This year? This season? No, when, season? So when, when you, when, when, no, when you went to uh, Philly, actually, did Pittsburgh ever contact you at all? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, there was no connection. You know, Ben was in his prime. Uh, I think... Uh, Charlie Batch was there, and he was a solid backup. And uh, you know, Brian, Brian, Byron Leftwich was there, uh, so he, he he had a great group of quarterbacks and a good quarterback room. So it was no need to to come find me. Although I did talk to him when I came out, um, as far as him consulting me on, uh, you know, how the process was going to be going going through my reinstatement and trying to get back into the league. Uh, so he was influential in that process as well. Yeah, I know you and Tomlin, you're, you're from the same area in Virginia, from, you know, Newport News. Uh, what was your first encounter like with him? Uh, my first encounter was at a football camp, I think in, in 2010. Uh, but uh, he was on the Bucks, uh tr- coaching staff, you know, in, right. in the, the early 2000s. And uh, so I never met him. And, you know, I didn't know too much about his background until he – went to Pittsburgh and won the Super Bowl. Uh, and then after that, you know, we met in 2010. And, you know, I always, you know, admire him from afar, you know, the hard work 
and and dedication he put into the sport, and uh, you know, uh, you know his his intellect as well, and you know his approach to the game. And in 2015, when I had a chance to play uh, for the Steelers, I enjoy every minute of it. Um, you know, from being in the quarterback room to being in coaching, you know, to being in, in team meetings. You know, it was just a great experience overall. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that too. How was how it? playing you know you've known Tomlin for a while how is it playing I know playing with him because I know he's a player's coach he's got you know a lot of intensity a lot of players love him how was it playing for him man it was it was great I tell you what he gets you prepared and ready to play uh I don't think there's ever a time where the Pittsburgh Steelers come to a game uh where there's a lack of focus Uh, I think that's the uh, primary talk of the week and you know how do you get focused and get prepared to play uh on Sundays and you know I think that's what Mike is able to do is you know, gravitate to the players and, and relate to them and uh, get on their level and, and, and get the most out of them. Right. And that has been a lot of talk lately. I think I, – I don't, I don't really know what it is. I, I can't really describe it, but, I mean, they, they play really well and they play the stronger team. So, I think once they get to the playoffs, they're definitely becoming a better team. I think the Patriots, that, that's just a really team they really got to focus on this year. But with you playing yeah. with the Steelers, what was it like playing with guys like A.B.? Le'Veon Bell, all those guys. Man, it was fun to just see so much young talent. And, you know, I was one of those guys who was a young talent. And, you know, older guys uh, really felt like I could be a difference maker. And, you know, and playing with them, you you know all you had to do was get the ball into their hands. And, you know, in some of the games I played in, you know, A.B. didn't have the best games. But you go back and watch the film, he was wide open. And every time I threw the ball to him, he caught it. You know, Le'Veon Bell pretty mm-hmm. much won the Chargers game by himself. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> you know, you know, so you know, in in addition, uh with Martavius and and, and you know, it, it was um Marcus Wheaton, you know, a bunch of guys who was just really good football players and you know, I just think it's a credit to, you know, the staff and being able to bring the right players in year in and year out. And it's been that way for uh the last fifteen years. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell did score that, that touchdown at the end. Like, well, we're not going to forget about, you know, your 70-plus yard touchdown on Marcus Sweeney. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I put in some work. I, put it, I definitely put in some work. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough, but I got it done. Yeah, that, that play at the end was wild, too. Last second with Bell getting in. That's Oof, man. How do you remember that game? Man, man I, as of right now, as I stand right here talking to you, um, my last victory in the National Football League, and uh, my last game on, on Monday night, uh, what a blessing. What a way to go out. Uh, I didn't know that would be my last game. You know, I was planning on coming back in 2016. I right. gave it a shot. And, uh, you know, right. it didn't work out. Uh, and, you know, I really felt like, you know, I could still play at a high level at that time. But, you know, I think it was sad to walk away, too. I had some great memories. I've been on some great teams. and had so much fun playing the game that now I can sit, you know, and, and sit around and talk about it with my friends. I can you know, uh, step on in the booth at Fox or on the panel and, you know, talk about the game and be able to, be able to relate to it on so many ways, in so many ways, different situations that may occur, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, you know, are things that, you know, I've lived. Um, so I just enjoy the game from afar and I'm the biggest football fan and biggest spectator of the fo- National Football League and, you know, that, that'll never die. Right, and like you said, you played for some great organizations, some very good teams, and a lot of them are playing well right now. So I wanted to get your prediction. So we got Atlanta. They're they're at seven and four right now. I think they're in a wild card spot, but they're still only one game out of the division. We got the Eagles, 
best team in the league probably right now. And we got Pittsburgh, they're the one seed in the AFC. So what is your predictions for them for the rest of the regular season? For the Steelers? For yeah, we got Steelers? the Steelers 9-2, we got the Eagles 10-1, and one, and we got uh, the Falcons at 7-4. So I know those three. Hey, don't leave, know, hey, don't, leave out, don't leave out the Jets, man. <laughs> the Jets. Listen, I oh, played for Jets, the Jets, Jets too, bro. <laughs> don't leave out the Jets. <laughs> hey, but look, no, I was going to put the Jets in, in, in there. In all seriousness. Yeah, look. In all seriousness, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the Steelers will finish out strong. Uh, they'll be one of the top seeds in the AFC. I think the Eagles will finish, uh, uh, you know, a top, you know, the NFC, maybe the number one seed or number two seed um, next to uh, Minnesota or the Carolina Panthers. You know, depends on how that shapes out. And, um, you know, the Falcons will finish, you know, in the wild card spot rightfully deserve um one in the division um depends on what depending on what happens in the next couple of weeks and, and that's going to be uh you know great to to watch good good football and good tv um and and then jets man just continue to play hard and play strong man and you know start rebuilding for next year I, i'm pushing you know what i think or my prediction would be to bring in a guy like a baker mayfield or uh Lamar Jackson, who can energize the city, energize the team, a young guy, you know, mentored by Josh McCown. It'd be a great situation. Right, I definitely agree with that. Don't, don't worry, I didn't forget about the Jets. I was just, you know, naming the teams that are probably playoff bound this year. I Sometimes know they're like you tend four to forget about the right Jets. Now. Listen, I understand. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, but the Jets definitely—they got some stuff going on. I mean, they put—they started to play decent in the beginning of the year. So, I mean, hopefully, they got. It's good to see teams. I'm actually from New York, so it's actually you know good to see teams from there. Obviously, Giants not doing well this year. But again, Mike, I, yeah. I know you're you're on a tight schedule, man. But thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it, and thank you for joining the Steeler Nation podcast. Hey, all good, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have a good one, Mike. And thanks again to Michael Vick for joining the Steeler Nation podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, don't worry, I, I never forgot about the Jets. I, I had them in the back of my mind, but I was thinking more like, okay, the Falcons are a playoff team, Eagles are a playoff team, Pittsburgh's a playoff team, and I was just kind of thinking about this year. But he brought up, he brought up, you know, maybe a Baker Mayfield for next year, a Josh McCown mentor. So I definitely got where he was coming from there. So I never forgot about the Jets. 2014, place for him the year before Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I apologize to him for that. If he, you know, didn't, didn't want to forget about them. But I mean, anyway, it, he, you know, it was good to have him on. He actually had a tight schedule. I knew that. So I had, I had a lot more in line for him. Actually, had a few fan questions lined up, but I knew he had to get running. So it was definitely nice to have him on the show and a great guy to have on. So, you know, he knows a lot of football. He knows a lot of his stuff. So definitely, hopefully get Mike back on in the future, but it was nice to have him on the show. And maybe when he got some more time, we can talk some more football with him. So I really appreciate him, Mike, if you're listening, and you can send this out for us. But anyway, let's get back right into the Steelers matchup. Sorry, it was a little bit off the south, but we said we are having Mike to join us today. But back into the Steelers matchup to wrap it up. You know, this, this guy's, they, they, they got a really good chance to finish out the year strong. Let's look at the last five games. You got Cincinnati this Monday. Uh, it's next Sunday night, you're in Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Those are two games they should win. You got New England, and that's probably going to all likely decide who is going to be the number one seed in the AFC. New England doesn't have that tough of a schedule for the rest of the season besides really Pittsburgh. They play Buffalo twice, but 
you never know what you get out of Buffalo. They are the most, you know, you, you never know with those guys. But definitely you got to see with, with a lot of these uh, teams uh, shaping out the rest of the year. But Jacksonville is definitely a team that's still there. They're, I think they're going to win the division, like I said on the last podcast. But you got Tennessee right now, same record, but they own the tiebreaker over them. We'll have to see how these last five weeks finish out. So after New England, they still have the Texans and then the Browns to finish it out. So definitely can finish strong. Um, could lose a game or two there. I really hope not. It'd be nice to you know finish out 14 and two, win out. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens with New England. And we'll see what happens with all that. Like we talked with Mike, we got a lot of teams in the NFC, like I said, last podcast as well. NFC is, is definitely has probably a much, much stronger, you know, fit with their teams towards the bottom. Because look at the six seed. I mean, you pretty much, the top five seeds in the AFC are pretty much locks. The only one you, you debate is, is Tennessee and Jacksonville. But they're both going to make the playoffs. Just one of them is going to win the division. I think it's going to be Jacksonville. But then the six seed, you got – Baltimore's there right now. You got Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, Chargers, uh, Kansas City. They could flip flop, so you never know because the Chargers are playing very hot right now. It's actually when we talked about that Chargers game. I remember that like it was yesterday, that Monday Night Football game. Mike Vick to Marcus Wheaton and Le'Veon Bell, clock expiring, reaching for the goal line. I can remember that like it was yesterday. Mike Tirico, John Gruden, all that stuff. But <laughs> the Steelers got a big chance this weekend. They got a big chance to, you know, prove everybody that they don't play down. But I wouldn't really call playing the Bengals play down, even though the Bengals are 5-6. and six, I wouldn't call it. It's a division game. It's always a big game. They always play well against the Bengals. Bengals' defense is pretty solid, but I think it's a good chance for the Steelers to, you know, pretty much shut everybody up on all media outlets and just say that they're, you know, very strong team still and have a really good chance to get back to the Super Bowl. We hope they go to the Super Bowl. They're going to have to play New England. We're going to – like I, like Mike Mitchell said, I mean – Everybody in the locker room right now's mindset is playing uh, Cincinnati this weekend. Nobody's looking ahead of that, but he thinks you are something. I don't think at all that they thought about New England because, like you said, New England's been the best team, had the best coach, best quarterback for a long time now. So you definitely are you're not in the right mindset. I think there's, there's not a little thought about them as he was, you know, referring to Tomlin when he said that he's prepared to play New England and maybe twice this year if they face him in the AFC championship. But they're, they're, they're all the mindset right now is on is on uh, Cincinnati, and they definitely could be a statement win. We hope we can pick it up. And again, everybody, thank you for joining me today on the Steel Nation podcast. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Michael Vick for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I uh, got some good stuff out of him today. And again, you're listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. We'll see you next week for as we will break down the Steelers, hopefully victory or loss, but hopefully victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Have a good one, everyone. Life I cannot change. Yeah, it is.